the idea of entering into a dialogue with a Sefer. And I can't overemphasize this point as much as one would think that I could overemphasize things, but I, I can't overemphasize this point. The, the degree to which a person can engage in an open dialogue with a Sefer and with Torah as a rule is the degree to which real growth can occur. And if there is no dialogue, rather there's a one-way conversation where the Torah dictates what you must do and a person just absorbs that like a sponge so the long-term consequences of that are pretty scary because in the worst case scenario a person will just drop Torah in in Gansan completely and in the best case scenario he'll he'll just have no vitality and no life to Torah because the two components himself will be completely not integrated he'll have Torah telling him what to do and the, the internal self just being so so absolutely battered by all these instructions that he just won't have the strength to stand up to anything um, and and therefore and therefore essentially this lack of dialogue is 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 a very destructive process which can take the the, the whole the whole essence of Torah learning and and not utilizes and in fact it becomes a weapon and not a tool. What we began doing was employing this method in the study of the Masisa Shari. I would like to take a brief segue, if I may, to try to engage in this dialogue in a different safer and what we're going to be learning now is the first, a little bit at least, of the first section of the Altar of Kelm in his most famous work Chochmah Musar which is a collection of his writings and the first section is entitled Mama Nechmod V'noim A Pleasant and Desirable Essay but the point is going to be revolving around is a midah and the midah referred to is Hanoisub Olim Chavero a person that can bear the yoke with his friend in other words a person that has a comp- the capacity for want of a better word, to show compassion to others, but it's much more than that, as we'll shortly see. So I call on you to open up your Chochmah Musa Svarim and look at the Aleph, which can be found, strangely enough, on page Aleph, and let us begin reading. Omer Chazal One of the ways that the Torah is acquired is by bearing the yoke with your friend. That's a literal... Um, Translation, it obviously has many more applications than simply if your friend is carrying a heavy burden that you come and you share the burden with him. It means obviously in an emotional and spiritual sense as well. Vehine. Now obviously when we're engaging in a text of one of the later teachers of Musa, the attention to detail and the way we process the text is radically different to when we approach a safer like the Mesir Sashorim. When you approach the Mesir Sashorim, so in every word, in every letter, there has to be worked over until we're able to properly from it extract the essence. When you're dealing with the, the, the later Baile Musa, so obviously their, mean, their, way of, their way of writing is much more fluid and much looser and we don't have to pay the same absolute attention to every single word and every inflection of phrase, even though of course it's all relevant, they were great men, but not to the same degree as with the Rishonim and Yacharinim. One of the ways that Torah is acquired is by a person developing the trait 
of engaging in seeing his friend's plight and participating in sharing that burden with him. Every one of the attributes that were counted in the Mishnah, which is, this is a quote taken from the sixth parak of Perka Abbas, where we list 48 ways to acquire Torah, and this is one of them. So the altar says, the altar of Kelm, Ebsimcha Zisel Ziv or Ebsimcha Zisel Breda. Um, every one of those mailers, those attributes that were listed there, Hen Rabbis, they are like <coughs> a um, a target for many other mailers. In other words, the forty eight ways described in the Mishnah Pirka Abbas are really just principles, but ready by engaging and acquiring them, a person simultaneously will have to acquire a host of other good attributes. They are like the target of many other attributes which surround that target. And from the composition of all of them, There will be instilled in you a new nature. A person will transform to be something different from what he was before. To be a, it's hard to translate this word, but it means a truly worthy individual. And he will be suitable to cleave to, with a strong bond to the wisdom of the Torah. In order for a person to cleave to the wisdom of the Torah, he needs to prepare himself for doing so. Hence, these 48 ways prepare a person, allow him to enter into a completely different way of being, which is called the Teva Chadash, a brand new nature, which then can facilitate his capacity to connect and bond himself to the Torah. In other words, the bonding to the Torah doesn't happen automatically through its study. A person has to be the, the individual that can connect. And if a person has all the Torah but no means of connection, so then ultimately the Torah can easily, but very easily, slip from between his grasp. But through acquiring these attributes, through this, his soul will be bound in the binds of life forever. But without these means of acquisition, it is impossible to acquire the Torah, which is the um, paragon of spirituality, to try to cleave to it with a soul which has not been purified, which is still in the material. It's an impossibility since the nature and the quality of Torah is of the highest spiritual quality. A soul which doesn't share that commonality cannot vibrate at the same frequency and there can be no resonance. In order for a person to cleave to Torah, he has to be a similar type of stuff as to what Torah is made from, which is purely spiritual. Hence, he has to actually completely transform himself to merit that. And many of us have seen those people that acquire the knowledge of Torah, but do not acquire the advancement of self. And hence, the Torah rests upon them, but it's not integrated into their art. First of all, it's not a Kiddush Hashem through that Torah, it can become a Kiddush Hashem. And secondly, it is easily lost. So now, he's discussing that as a general point, as the role of these 48 miles 
that bring a person to be able to integrate Torah into himself and to bond truly to what Torah has to offer. And now he focuses on one of them. One of them is called Noise Bodim Chavari. He says, to be able to get there, Hinei to get to to get to the Midas Noisib Olim Chaveru, EF Shar, it's impossible. Rak Achreishi is Ragel Harbe Ba'avas Chaverim Bamase Ubamachshova. It's impossible to get there, but after a person has become used to loving his friends, developing strong brother brotherly relations, Bamase through deed, Ubamachshova, and through thought. So again, I'm going through this fast and I'm not engaging in the dialogue which I started to do in the Mesut HaShoyim. In other words, we could in that first paragraph, of course. There's a big dialogue going on and there's a big debate. I'll say back to the, to the presentation that the Altar of Kalmas made, but Rebbe, it's very nice that you're saying that, but I'm so far away in terms of my midas from this spiritual um, goal that you set for me and the chances of me reaching there in the foreseeable future are so distant how can you even demand this of me and therefore what I have no hope to cleave to Torah that's the kind of dialogue we could engage in I'm not going to engage in that dialogue because that's what I'm focusing on doing in the midst of Torah instead I want to get to another point over here which I believe is underneath the text good so you'll bear with me you'll bear with me are you bearing with me bear with me do not go so that in order for a person to be able to be to develop this tr- attribute of what we would say perhaps badly translated as compassion, in order to do so he needs to have practice. Practice in what? Practice in the fact that he actually loves people, he cares about them, he has an interest in them, he has friendships, and th- that takes place in two realms, in the realm of act, in the realm of deed, and in the realm of thought. Deed is an obvious revealed, we can see it but how a person develops strong relationships, develops the compassion and the capacity to be able to actually experience what a person is going through even though that's not you, so many people underestimate the role that thought plays in this particular endeavor that thought is dependent on two Components. In other words, in order for a person to truly get into someone else's world, action helps a lot. If he's schlepping a heavy burden, you go there and you help him carry it. What about thought? How do you do the thought? So the thought can be subdivided into two categories. The first point is to contemplate the many benefits that come out from good brotherly relationships, in other words, between having a solid community, good friendships. So the benefits which result from this, for the better betterment of society, in fact, this maintains the world because obviously it rids the world of strife, conflict, and war. And division, conflict, strife destroys the world <coughs> in a very practical sense. The fact that the world in an existential level is under the fear of destruction is because of this, precisely because of this point, is because if people can't get along with one another and they have the weapons of destruction to eliminate one another, so then they can actually do that. So quite literally, the lack of community between people and between nations is the destruction of the world and the sense of community is its building. 
Therefore, the altar says it's quite obvious that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. In other words, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash was a metaphorical representation of what had occurred on a community level. The community had ripped itself asunder, people were not getting along with one another, people were picking on one another and fostering strife and conflict, hence their world was destroyed. The representation of the integrated world is the Beis HaMikdash, so the Beis HaMikdash consequently became the symbolic vision of the destruction of the inner workings of society. Because the Beis Amigdash is the thing which keeps the world together. It's the knot that ties the world to its spiritual source. And the people that make sure that that knot, that that bind is solid, is the chosen nation, the Jewish people. And when they started to dissolve their own relationships to one another, Nitaka Kesha, so the connection between them was torn, hence the connection between the world and its spiritual source became dislocated. And as a result, the Beis Amidish was destroyed through our errors and sins. Who is Baruch Yachzilon Bimhera? And the altar ends of the prayer that it should be speedily restored to us. Now, this is all just Akdom. This is not the point, and that's why I'm going through it so fast. This is not the point that I want to emphasize. The point that I want to emphasize is, emphasize is still coming. And this is the paragraph I've been waiting for. It's impossible to love your friend like yourself. Rak asher yasir it's impossible to love your friend as yourself only after you have removed the divisions of the material from with you, from with your soul. In other words, over here I believe the altar is saying an extremely potent point. That the beginning of community and the capacity to have a relationship which is real and solid starts with the dissolution of what we perceive as self, the dissolving of self, the dissolving of the trappings of self, the dissolving of the things which I accredit to being me, which are manifest in the physical world. Those are called bedilei hageshem, the barriers of the material. And that yourself is pure without the mixture of the dustiness, of the herbiness of the material. Then the different parts of the soul become one in yourself. Because in the world of the spiritual, there is no division and separation. And the opposite. In the world of material, there can be no true unity. Because materials, the physical world is always made up of different things. It's a, comp- it's a comp- composite. It's made up of different things. And therefore, desire requires perforce nifrad separation it's a quote from the verse in Proverbs in Mishlei the verse itself says Lataiva Yevakesh Nifrat that desire requires separation he adds in the words Beherach perforce 
In other words, once a person exists in the world of their desires and wants, the potential for true connection eludes them and escapes them. The only time we can really form a deep connection is connecting to a self which completely, completely transcends our normal sense of who we are and being. Now the reason why I'm looking at this altar of Kelm is because I think he introduces us to a notion of self which is completely lacking in our modern comprehension of who we are as people. And again, a lot of it is based on the destructive forces which rant and rave about the idea and the importance of self-esteem. The more a person becomes involved in the pursuit of self-esteem, the more he distances himself from his essence. Because the sense of self-esteem per force involves the construction of a self which is based on tangible contingencies. The construction of self of making me feeling good about myself because of who I am, because of what I do, because of all things which perforce exist within the realm of the physical. The point of self begins only when the self starts to interact with the world without. There's no inner point of self. There's no essence of self. There's no being which has no expression. Everything that I am has to be because of what I've done, what I'm doing, what I can do. Without the expression of self, there's no sense of self. And in that definition of self, a person can never ever know true connection, know true love, and essentially connect with something beyond the narrow limitations of his physical parameters. And therefore, the altar of Kalm is saying, the first point, and this is the connection between what he began with and how he's come to this, the first point of trying to build a connection with Torah, which is something itself, which has no, in its essence, material nature, is for us to dematerialize. In order for us to do so, the ironically, the place to begin is in our relationships with others, from a point of self which transcends everything we are and goes to a place that starts before that and that is the sense of essence of self. The sense of that pure undiluted spirituality which yet has no form and no substance. It's the pure fact of existence that I am. At that point when a person reaches that level of self so then the capacity to relate to another becomes a reality and the two people dissolved of their issues, dissolved of their needs and desires can connect on a level where needs and desires are not the players in the game. Let me just read through the paragraph again to make sure that we have a little bit of an understanding in it, even though I think this is very deep. It's impossible to love your friend as yourself. Meaning a person can have relationships. We're not excluding the possibility of a relationship over here. But the depth of the relationship, how far it goes, and the, the, the way we are connected, the nature, the quality of that bond is not kanafshoi. It's not as deep as yourself. The only way you can do it. It's the only way possible. Asher Yasir, you remove the delay Hageshem Mimeno. You remove the divisions, the obstructions, the barriers of the physical 
from it, from your soul. The minute you, as long as you're caught up in definition of self, in the way you manifest, in what you do, in what you've done, in what you can do, so then you don't have the capacity to connect because all those things interrupt, those interfere with the relationship. Because if my sense of self is based on the fact that I'm clever, so when I try to connect to it, you sound so stupid. I can't connect to you. Or on the contrary, if my sense of self is bad because I think I'm stupid and you're so clever, he's so clever, I'm so stupid, I can't connect to him. If my sense of self is based on the fact that I've done so much in my life and I meet someone that's done nothing, so that creates a barrier. If my sense of self is based on the fact that I've got a fat wad of notes in my pocket and you're a pauper I can't connect to you who are you if I'm a pauper and you're a rich man how can I connect to you because all the physicalities those are divisions those are rifts which are created between us if those things would be lifted out of our interaction and we could just connect in a pure and undiluted fashion where it's me and you in an essential way before we've got into how we manifest so that connection can be a real one so that's why I believe I'm suggesting the altar could be saying over here that he says, And the persona is pure. Without the mixture, with the mixing in of the herbiness of the material. The Oz, and then when a person's in that level, shavim chelkei hanefesh l'achtus biyadoi. The different poor parts of the soul all become one in his hand. In other words, when he gets back to that essential self, so everything he is and can be and will be is located in a single place. It's all one. He reaches a level of unity of being. He re- reaches a level of. It's not that I've a desire to go and tour the Alps but that's conflicted because I also want to go to the beach and also want to learn tour and also want to spend time with my family I have all these different parts and those different parts are pulling me in all different directions when I go back to the source of everything from whence it all comes so all those divisions are completely dissipated and my sense of self is completely unified not yet um, then all the different parts of the self become one in his hand because in that state you're in a state before the physicality you're in a state of ruchnes the person's being his grasp of himself as a spiritual being means his grasp of himself as essential his essence in the fact that he exists in the fact that he is But a person can never really be unified when he's in the world of the material because there's no real true unity in the material. Because the material is made up of different parts. Therefore, desire, which is something which operates in the physical world, it must, it must seek, it must request, it must be nifrad, separation. My desire for food threatens my relationship with you because if I want the food, I don't want to give it to you. So that breaks down the bond. That breaks down the bond. So if I, if I, my desires are functioning, so then that part of self <coughs> becomes the way I relate to you. And when that part of self relates to you, so there's division, there's no unity. And just like all the parts of self are united 
in the acknowledgement of that which is behind everything I am. So when I connect to that part of you, so just like I am one, and then I connect to that part of you, so then we become one. And that's how the true community begins. That the sense of connection completely, completely transcends everything else but the fact of my own essence and your own essence. And at that point in time, that's where true love can exist. Okay, that's been a lot of me speaking, and it's a suggestion in the words of the out of Kelm, but it seems to make sense, even though it requires a lot more discussion. And with that, I call on Rabbi Daniel Kahn. It seems like there are still going to be uh, spiritual divisions between people, which are necessary, like a Talmud relating to a relative or a king relating to a peasant or something. Meaning, if I, if I eliminate my self-identity, which is related to physical things, then that's, that's positive because those are definite boundaries between us. And in the spiritual world, there aren't limitations, because there's no bidarn. But still, it, it sounds like communistic sort of. Like okay, so again, so over here we're focusing on a, on a particular type of relationship. We're not saying that this is the way a person in the entire sphere of his existence, how, this is how he's functioning. In other words, we're talking about the point of connection with the chavit. From that point of connection, we can then translate that into different actions and thoughts and deeds, which then take up space and have defined parameters in the physical world. In other words, the level of connection, I believe, is a starting point that when I feel that bond, and now you need a glass of water, the glass of water I give you is coming from a completely different place. place. In other words, that physical act now stems from a much deeper place, as opposed to that physical act beginning not in the essence of self. Let me explain myself. That let's say somehow we manage to reach this seemingly sublime level of total connection. So I feel connected to you because, and you feel connected to me because, because what? Because nothing, because. And now, because of that connection, so that connection becomes manifest in the physical world through a variety of different ways. Through care, through concern, through theory, feeling your pain and your joy in a different way. And when it hits the physical world, so then it will create a whole system of different ways of connecting to you, which then will take out different parameters. And the king and the subject will feel the same way. But when the king relates to the subject in that way, as a king he'll do different things and the subject to his king will do different things. But they'll all be coming from this, this connection which, 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 which transcends everything and they can return to their place at any point in time. Their spiritual identity is maintained. It's just that they are actually interacting with the spiritual dimension instead of the there's a there's an anchor to their connection in a place which transcends what they do, and everything that they do comes from that source, as opposed to pe- the, what they do starting at a much later stage of their development of self. In other words, when we're not functioning on this level, so then the way we process things is: I have something to eat, you need something to eat. I'll break my tiger to give it to you, or I won't. So therefore, there's no connection beyond that interaction. Over here, we're saying is we feel this deep bond together. Now you need something to eat. So that same bond creates a design me to give you the food. 
It almost comes from a different place to the conquest of Taiva to help you. It comes from a much deeper place. Someone that's not your Raya, you don't have to be a Kabbalah or Mitzvah regarding that? Who's not your Raya? I don't know. means every Jew. Unless the person is somehow, through his actions, knocked himself out of being a... a he's lost his r- uh, right or merit to be within the frame of Judaism, which is in today's day and age probably a non-occurrence except for maybe a few people that are willfully out there to destroy and to maim and to damage but that is person he's, he's definitely a Rechel yes is there something that happens in marriage? no the, the, the rule with moving forward in self is there's no such thing as natural happenings is it something that happens easier in marriage? Um, in marriage this is something where the union of marriage fosters this type of connection in a much more accessible way than perhaps other relationships correct absolutely yes um, <coughs> can this sense of self um, that the author Kama is referring to have anything to do also with your cognition of your inner and spiritual like mitos traits um, qualities that aren't related to the superficial physical realm like uh, that we all have that are and we're all equally valuable for having them. The minute you start to label parts of yourself so you already have departed from the world of the inner essence. The inner There's essence, no labels. The inner essence can be our inner essence of we are because of our mission even our purpose no no those are all later stages but those of aren't superficial those aren't physical relative to the essential soul they are okay Rabbi okay, so I think this is something which you have to contemplate it's a, it's, a, it's a deviation from what we've been studying until now but I thought it was extremely extremely important Okay, um, <coughs> th- there's more in this out of camera. I don't know if we'll study it now, but for the moment, it should suffice.